In a complex world brimming with new ambitions, the best leaders create the best workplaces. This is the Oil & Gas Digital Doers Podcast, where you can hear real stories about digital capabilities and a culture of empowerment with your host, Joanne Meyer. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Global Network's Digital Doers Podcast. And um, the Oil & Gas Global Network is the world's largest community of podcasts about the oil and gas industry. So um, we're happy to have you join in here on the Digital Doers podcast. We certainly appreciate you uh, clicking all the right buttons on whatever device you're on so that you could be here today and and join us on this conversation. This is one of our first um, recordings of 2023, and I'm, I'm... think it's appropriate that we have someone here with us today um, where we are looking a little bit at the future, I think. Um, we talk a lot about technology here and digital solutions on this podcast that are available today that people are using uh, to create value for their clients and, and actually value for society in general. And it's always good from time to time to think a little bit about not only just today, but what's coming in the future. And so today I have with me Susan Thompson. I'm gonna introduce her in a little greater detail in a minute, but she's gonna talk about a really important resource as we think about the future and uh, what we're going to need to meet our needs um, in the next few years. And so before we get started though, I do wanna say, Uh, Again, thank you to all of you that are joining us today. I also want to say thank you to HPE. And HPE is the sponsor of this podcast, and they're the ones that make it possible for us to have these conversations. And HPE, they have a whole dedicated team of folks that um, specialize. They have experience and knowledge um, around oil and gas. And so check out hpe.com. You can take a look at um, and see what they're doing in the oil and gas industry. And also, check out their Green Lake platform. It's all about bringing the cloud experience to you. So wherever uh, your data resides, um, in your edges, wherever you need to have that experience, they're all about bringing that to you um, so you can do what all do exactly what you need to where you need to. So um, it's Green Lake, and it's um, bringing the cloud to you. And so with that, I'm going to introduce Susan Thompson. And Susan, Susan is uh, currently the program director for engineering and STEM initiative at Houston Community College. Um, she's the project manager for the University of Houston HCC Engineering Academy. Um, and she's also uh, led and or is still leading the design and development of the HCC Makerspace. It's uh, in the West Houston Initiative. And she serves as the acting director of the Engineering Center of Excellence um, during the Houston Community College system reorganization back in 2015. Um, Susan and her husband, Philip, 
They moved here to Houston from Tulsa in 2012. And while in Tulsa, Susan was also very involved in engineering and engineering education. She created the Tulsa Alliance for Engineering and was the co-operator and owner, oh, this is kind of interesting, of a hot air balloon management and event company, which is kind of interesting. Um, she was uh, at the University of Central Oklahoma where she created the President's Leadership Council Scholarship and managed the university's recruitment program. So Susan is someone who has been involved for what looks like maybe decades in trying to bring um, engineering education to to lots of young folks. So with that, I'll just say welcome, Susan. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very honored to be here today. Yeah. And so the first thing Susan and I, we by the way, Susan and I, we've known each other for, for seven, several years. This is kind of a shared passion that we have. We think uh, technical, STEM, and engineering um, studies and education offer real opportunities for, for students. And so uh, trying to find ways to make that available to as many folks, uh, many students as possible is something that we've talked about a lot. So Susan, tell us a little bit about how Houston Community College is uh, doing that through their engineering academies. Wonderful. Well, uh, let me first start off and, and let um, make, make sure that you're aware. We have an incredible engineering program at Houston Community College. Uh, we have an Associate of Science and Engineering Science degree that builds in about 18 hours of engineering courses, statics, dynamics, circuits, programming, graphics, depending on what the students' majors are. It's adaptable. Um, most students come in with mechanical, electrical, or civil degree interest, and it can be adapted to even chemical engineering the first two years. It's designed to be transferable. Um, the major benefits is that the students save a lot of money and because they're allowed to stay local, they save money, and they have smaller class sizes. So it's been a very good program. And then again, the students are able to transfer on to uh, four-year universities. We have several great partnerships, a number that are in the works, but our three main ones are with UT Tyler, University of Texas at Tyler, and um, Texas A&M, and the University of Houston. Okay, okay, and so, um, so let me make sure I understand, and so a student could come to HCC, and they could take their kind of what we would think of as kind of their basic courses, even some of the engineering core courses, it sounds like, yes. in their first two years, and then take them a kind of a traditional route of being at the community college, perhaps earning an associate's degree, and then taking that and, and going to any four-year university you could apply with, with what you've done at HCC. Absolutely. And, and then in addition to that, you have these other avenues that you mentioned. Exactly. Yes. That is that close partnership with A&M, UT Tyler, and University of Houston. Yes. Well, in our partnership with UT Tyler, it is basically a two plus two. 
with some adaptions. That um, so the students will earn the ACES degree, Associate of Science in Engineering Science, and then they will transfer to UT Tyler through their Houston Engineering Center. So everything is right here. Their classes, their labs. Um, they have, uh, I believe it's about 300 students in their program right now, just oh, wow. junior and senior level. Over 600 graduates from their engineering center right here in Houston. Wow. And uh, they tell us about uh, 90% of those students have come through HCC and the ACES degree program through UT Tyler to graduate. And wow. it's a very, very successful program and located on our A-Leaf campus. Okay. And the A-Leaf campus is there at the West Houston Institute? No, it is? Yes. Yeah, it's Westheimer and close to Beltway 8, Wilcrest okay. area, okay, so you, Hayes Road. That Basically, UT Tyler comes mobily somehow to this uh, the, the West Houston Institute. Right. Yeah. And they've built out, we have given them space on our second floor of the main building at the A-Leaf campus, HCC A-Leaf campus. Okay. And so again, their labs, all everything the students need is right here in okay. Houston. So if they get internships or opportunities to meet with companies, they get to stay right here. They don't have to go off to go to, to class, Excellent. which is very nice. Excellent. Okay. And so that's the, how, is it, how different, how is it different with like the A&M partnership? Great question. So the ACES degree is also transferable to A&M or U of H or UT or other main universities as well. Um, but we also ask that the students work with our advisors to make sure that each class transfers depending on what their major is. We, all, we have engineering academies with Texas A&M and the University of Houston. And with those, they are application-based. Applications are open now, so then go to the HCC website, engineering webpage, and um, secure the application. Um, and when they are selected into the program, Texas A&M or U of H, depending on which program they're in, will offer the engineering classes. And then HCC provides physics, chemistry, calculus, and other core courses. Oh, I see. So they are true U of H or A&M students the very first day. Oh, okay, okay. And can they complete their um, degree on the HCC campus? Well, it really depends. Um, okay. There are, they can complete the ACES degree, but normally students try to transition early okay. to A&M or U of okay. H. Okay. Um, just because the, the, you know, the fourth semester gets to be a little heavy in engineering courses and they all want to be on the main campus. Okay. Okay. Um, so it, they, we, what we do in those situations is we reverse transfer back to HCC so they get their associate's degree. Okay. Okay. But yes. And so all of the core courses, everything that's needed for the ACES degree in engineering, um, they are able to earn that through okay. this program. Okay. And so overall, um, so is there just one of the HCC campuses that um, is where all of these engineering students or aspiring engineering students would be? But, Actually, no. And what we tried to do is share the spaces, share um, and kind of give each 
university of their own specific campus. So our UT Tyler program is at the HCC A-Leaf campus. Our Texas A&M program and partnership with the academy is at the Spring Branch campus. Okay. So A&M professors come to the Spring Branch campus okay. to offer the first two years of the engineering classes. Okay. And that's Beltway 8 and I-10. Okay. And then our U of H academy um, basically the same format as our Texas A&M Academy where the professors um, will, engineering professors, teach the engineering classes from the main university. We have Katy Campus and then also Fraga, which is about a mile from downtown. Okay. With the Katy Campus, the students, we are in very, very close proximity, about a block from the U of H campus our building at Katy, okay. and so the students are just able to walk across the street and go to their engineering classes at U of H okay, in wow. Katy. All right. So there's several campuses, and because there's twenty some odd HCC campuses. Uh, I believe I've heard twenty six at yeah. one point. Yeah, I so was thinking twenty seven. So you're closer, but yeah, okay. So a lot, and so there are a handful of these, three or so, that are being used for these uh, engineering. Academies, partnerships, it's yes. not all just... I, I, I think I kind of thought it might all be there at um, the West uh, Institute, but it sounds yeah. like they're all over the place. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. And so what are some of the benefits? You, men you mentioned a couple of them, so cost, size of classrooms. What else? What, what's some of the drivers that make these, this, these academies and this this work that HCC is doing attractive to the incoming students? Well, probably the biggest one is that we cohort the students. So they are in the physics, chemistry, calculus, and engineering courses with fellow academy students. And so that builds a stronger network. It allows the students to work together in a lot of different classes and kind of create those alliances. And we had one student this um, last semester that said, you know, we're kind of forced together whether we like each other or not. <laughs> and so it helps to build teams. It's helped to create understanding of different personalities, different cultures. We, ha are, we have a very diverse group. And yes. I, as I understand, that is the reason why Texas A&M came to us originally to create the academy was to tap into the diversity of Houston. Yes. Yes. And I, I've actually seen uh, probably courtesy of you, um, uh, 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 some of the, the, the specifics of the data on the demographics. Right. And you're right, it's very diverse. It is. Um, and it's wonderful because we have a number of women in the program. I, I think approximately 40% of our students are Hispanic. Yeah. And so it, it's really interesting to get to interact and, and to... Uh, and talk to the students and figure out where they want to go and what they want to do right. and what their motivation right. is. Right. But the other benefit is that they're co-enrolled. So they have all of the amenities of the universities. So they can go to the career fairs, they can go to the library services, they get to go to the games, but they also can take advantage of the tutoring services at HCC, the student organizations, um, you know, football games at the major universities. There's wow. a lot of a lot of options for that. So that co-enrollment is very valuable. It is. It it's, is. Uh, well, and our students here at Katy figured out we were, um, they were invited to go to the what is it, the first day of, of 
class or something like that. They have a big party for the engineering students. And so they were able to go to U of H Maine for that party and met with some of the robotics students that are engineering students. So with that, after that, they were able to create their own robotics club right here at HCC. It's kind of inspired. With the advice and guidance of the U of H Robotics Club. Wow, that's so that's great. So I, yeah, I don't yeah, think I realized that, but that co-enrollment, it's, you, you really are kind of getting the best of both worlds. Let's go, Absolutely. like you say, to the football games when we're on yeah. the, big, the big university side, but then let's appreciate the small classroom size yeah. um, and access perhaps, uh, you know, that smaller uh, student-teacher ratio. Um, uh, so excellent. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other side good. of that is they transition. They're not treated as transfer students, which has another level. It's more difficult yes. to transfer. So they transition because they are already U of H or A and M students. Yeah. They transition onto the main campus. As opposed and one to of the other, no, one of the other really cool things that U of H has done is they have created three new engineering degrees right here in Katy that if the students want them, they have to come to the U of H Katy campus to complete. Okay. That's systems engineering, uh, construction engineering, and computer engineering and analytics. Wow. And so they literally, the University of Houston students, have to come to the HCC Katy. Uh, no, the U of H Katy. The U of yes. H campus. U of H Katy. Which is Which is right across, across the street. The street. From the, That's yeah. it, from our new yeah. Katy campus. Yes, yes. Which okay. is awesome. Excellent, excellent. All right, really. Um, and so, um, so we are the oil and gas global network here. So do you have any idea, uh, like, like the interest of the engineering students as they're coming in related to oil and gas? Or how does the oil and gas industry support any of this work or the academies of any any do you have any, any any intel on that i know that several companies do support scholarships and our students really do need scholarships yeah. um, having those available and not having to work full-time is huge especially with an engineering degree so right. anytime we can help the students not have to work we we greatly appreciate those yeah. funds um, I, I understand that Chevron is very involved through the Texas A&M Academy okay. in mentoring students. And so we can always use more mentors if other companies would like to get involved. We love internships for our students, especially if there's an opportunity to, maybe it's a co-op even. There's always great opportunities. Students are very, very interested. They are interested in, in connecting in to the culture and into the companies that are right here in Houston. And then, you know, the opportunities beyond. So, um, and so, you know, we, many companies, it's not a, it's not a secret. Uh, many companies um, discuss very publicly about their interest and the difficulties that they have sometimes in getting a diverse pipeline of right. candidates into these uh, STEM-related fields. And so what a great way to help build your pipeline if you can tap into an organization like HCC, who, as you mentioned, whether the number is 40 or somewhere around there, the, the, uh, the demographics of the HCC students are very diverse. Absolutely. And so I think that's a great way not only for um, the uh, A&Ms or the U of H's or the Texas UT Tylers, but also what a great 
way of accessing and, and building that pipeline for the Chevrons and other companies is to actually Absolutely. go to a source like yeah. HCC. Oh. Yeah, great. But I think we do a great job in recruiting. We go out to all of the high schools, especially in the Houston area and you know, in the suburbs as well. And so really the message for engineering is that the students have to be calculus ready no matter where they go, if they start at HCC or another community college or at the university. So helping the students understand that it's to their benefit to level up while they're in high school and getting those basics when they're not going 100 miles an hour in calculus right. um, is it helps them greatly. So I think these engineering programs have been be- very beneficial to the area schools as well. Okay, good, good. Um, so tell me a little bit, talk to a little bit about technology or digital uh, capability. How does that play into um, the academies and, and the work that you guys are doing there at HCC? Okay. Well, I had an opportunity to create a makerspace. And so we have one here at Katy. Uh, we have 3D printers, we have laser cutters, vinyl cutters, um, lots of electronics, a, a CNC mill, uh, some really cool equipment. And a lot of people think, well, that's just for engineering students. No, actually, it's cross collaborational. We bring in other students from other areas. And so those, that, that equipment is just amazing to get students in. A lot of times students want to start with the vinyl cutting to make a t-shirt because it looks very basic. And that is kind of a gateway drug to get them into the 3D printers and the, the AutoCAD and some of the other software that's required for the other equipment. Okay. But it, it's been very, very fun. And then a number of the faculty, especially pre-COVID, we had project-based activities in all of our engineering classes and a number of other classes. And we're getting back to that. It takes a bit to rebuild all of that. But um, we find that the students are much more successful when they can see and touch and understand how things are developed and, and the functionality and whether, you know, you can see something on paper or you can build something out of popsicle sticks, but when you actually 3D print a part and find out if it, it can handle the load or if it's, you know, as functional as it needs to be, it makes a big difference. Um, and so you mentioned some of the, um, and so you said that it wasn't just for the engineering classes. Who else? Right. What other uh, degrees uh, use okay. the makerspace? Well, we have students in chemistry that are coming in and printing um, the models, the chemistry models, uh, the compounds. Uh, we have uh, interior design that had previously printed out, I mean, I created flatback chairs, kind of like Ikea chairs, where you have to put them, you know, cut them out and, and put them together. And previously they made them out of popsicle sticks or just a small model. But with the CNC router, you can actually cut them out out of plywood and build it. And so that actually, you're able to test it and see how functional it is. And so that made a huge difference. In fact, the first year when the students were able to do that, um, their chair designs were of such interest that they auctioned them off as a fundraiser for their scholarship program. Oh, wow. But to be able to sit in your model that you created is is just amazing. Right, right. And so... um, so some interior design folks, and then you've got some of the engineering classes. 
And then right. I think I heard you say at one point in time, maybe some art students. Arts, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I had a chance when I was in Tulsa, and my husband was transferred here, when I was in Tulsa to meet with the Fab Lab to interact with them and, and collaborate on a couple of projects. And Fabrication Laboratory was started, Fab Lab was started out of MIT. And so when I moved down to Houston, um, we were putting kind of the, the ideas around this bond issue that had come up about building a new building, and we, w- we wanted it to be a STEM building, and I suggested the, a makerspace, and they're like, what is that? So I had the honor of starting or leading the design for the makerspace, which was really, really cool. And so we connected with the Fab Lab Network, which is a national network, Case Western and um, Georgia Tech and MIT and so many major universities. But there's like most of them are designed for specific careers. There's a university in California that is only for art students. MIT has a makerspace for the mechanical and a makerspace for the electrical. And, and so what we wanted, kind of lessons learned from all of those different spaces, was we wanted one that was cross-collaborational. So you could look over and see what somebody's doing in welding. Maybe I'm working with dichroate glass. How can I incorporate welding into my project? Or somebody's working on a CNC mill and they're looking into the machining area. And So looking at how we can share expertise, bringing in the community and sharing expertise of maybe even retirees, somebody that wants to get involved, that wants to make, that wants to share their experiences. So interesting, the, the students from these different uh, study areas um, have an opportunity to work together then there Absolutely. at, at the uh, HCC makerspace. Yeah, and that's one of the major benefits yeah. is this cross-collaboration. Uh, Dale Doherty, who is like the father of the making movement, he started the Maker Fairs, he started the Make Magazine, and what he says is that the tools are kind of like the candy that brings the students in, but it's the, really it's the cross-collaboration that everybody benefits. It's that it's all of those, what the major skills that every company is looking for, the collaboration, the teamwork, the critical thinking skills, to be able to work with your hands and creativity that goes with that. And that's and so it helps that. develop all of that. And we yeah. also find it's Houston Community College and a lot of community colleges, we have students that are, they go to work and they come to college and or they may go to one campus and then the next campus take their classes and it helps them connect into a campus and uh-huh. projects and activities and a team. And so we find the student success and retention is much higher with makerspaces as well. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense. It's kind of like a, a community center yes. with a lot of wonderful tools and people who can share some common enthusiasm and passion about something. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. And for those of you that haven't um, ever seen, let me make the the West, what am I, the Institute, I always get this wrong, the, what is it, the West Houston Institute of yes. HCC. If you haven't seen that, you should. Uh, that building is beautiful. That makerspace is just Incredible. phenomenal. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I, I mentioned to Susan many years ago when I, I, I was there on, uh, on campus, um, I have a son who's finishing a master's degree these days, but we were traveling to visit um, universities and colleges across the country 
as he was um, as he was uh, applying for and, and entering or finishing up his his uh, high school uh, career, I guess. Um, but that facility really rivals, you know, many that I have seen around the country. I mean, it's uh, it, for its functionality, for its beauty, for its uh, um, you know, it's kind of focus on on people and uh, and. Uh, so I thought it was, it's, it's a really beautiful facility. And I, I have to believe if you, I think there's like an information desk kind of Absolutely. In, kind yeah. of in the center. And I bet the people there would be happy to show you around a little bit if you went in and were interested because it's a really beautiful facility. Absolutely. And if I can get a shout out to the team, um, I am now at the Katy campus. I'm no longer at the A-Leaf campus. But Jordan Carswell is the director over the West Houston Institute. Um, started out as the makerspace director. Um, Israel Garcia is, or Garza, excuse me, is the director um, or manager of the makerspace. And they, they as, lo- as well as a couple of other engineering students and interns that work in that space, are just amazing. Yeah. And so they are willing to work with you know faculty. We've had inventors come in and utilize their expertise to be able to figure out how to adjust and right. and or even develop things. Can you 3D print this to see if right. it works? So right. it's, it's really cool. And even during the pandemic, they helped with the, um, the PPE, all of the equipment that was needed to be able to make face masks oh. and others to meet the need of industry around us here in Houston. Wow, that's great. And, you know, the makerspace, we're sitting here talking about a lot about engineering and I that's, you know, I happen to be one, so I'm interested in that. But there's a great um, article I just kind of perused very quickly this morning um, from NPR on the fact that the critical, critical shortage in technical skills, when I think about technical plumbing, construction, yes. electrical, kind of those welding, those basic kind of some of those basic technical skills, um, they were just, you know, saying that there's people, students, nobody's interested in that. Yeah. I got to believe um, if you could see that makerspace and maybe see a little bit of what you can do there, I think it might, might help people recognize, help some of the students recognize that, you know, that is pretty cool and, and highly valuable um, to our society. <laughs> Uh, and so, so I that's I love the the makerspace and and thank you for giving a shout out to those folks because certainly people are doing it right over there I think yeah. in the times. Well, I have to have to also recognize Dr. Zach Hodges who is the president of Northwest College because he is such a visionary, and um, you know was willing to kind of allow us. We had a great team that created the maker or the the West Houston Institute that collaborated together, utilizing a lot of expertise. So I think the collaboratorium came from Florida, uh, Valencia College in Florida, that idea. We're really good at adapting. So give us a, a little bit of background and we will create. But with the makerspace, uh, so back to Dr. Hodges, he was amazing in just, okay, what do you think? Or, or just getting confirmation that um, you know, we're utilizing a lot of expertise. With the makerspace, Larry Siskon is a software engineer. He is an inventor. He has his own makerspace. And early on, I had a chance to meet him, and he volunteered to help us design the makerspace. Oh, wow. Went through several iterations, worked with the architects when they were having a, a difficulty understanding what our concept was, right. worked with them, and redesigned the uh, 
the space in Rivet. And so it was it was just really cool to to bring in a lot of great people that were interested and yeah. you know, shared interest. Well, yeah. I think a lot of, you know, and, it, and let's face it, it probably, it, it takes a fair amount to, of, of some uh, diverse skill sets, some visionary, certainly, some experience to create something like that makerspace. You know, it's Absolutely. not like let's find the recipe in the back of the book and just I, I wouldn't wouldn't see that as as yeah. um, was important in, in putting that together. So I'm not surprised that it took a lot of people with a lot of different experience and uh, knowledge and and vision to 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 put that all together. So what is next, Susan? What's you've talked about these fabrication laboratories and maker spaces and. What do you think is next for, like, education, STEM education or something HCC is working on? You, do you have your, 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 your binoculars on and any thoughts about what might be on the horizon? Well, absolutely. I think there's a lot of discussion already about companies that are not maybe not requiring degrees and so uh, possibly feeding into certifications. In fact, Texas A&M has already tapped us to find out how they can um, make sure the students are certified in AutoCAD or um, other types of programs that they will utilize through the makerspace, but doing this in the summertime so it doesn't compete with their classes. So helping students level up with certifications. Uh, We also have a great partnership with, I think it's spring, Spring Branch ISD and a couple of electrical companies um, around so the students are coming out of high school with an associate's degree and certification as an electrician, which is awesome. So that's, I think that's next on the horizon. I think there's a lot of different levels, but making sure that students can touch and see and feel and experience different types of careers before they graduate and then also helping them earn some types of certifications. We have a number of students that are in engineering that are getting welding degrees or certifications uh, just so they have a way to make money while they're in school. So there's a lot of different things, but I think that that tangible ability to earn certificates and and certifications for industry is huge. Okay. And And HCC really got about partnering and helping develop that if anybody's interested. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so. It, you know, if I can think about you know when I think about HCC, um, you know, it's like I said, I I really, uh, really admire all of the work that all of you do to make those post secondary learning experiences accessible um, to many many students who might not have had that for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, might not might not have that available to them. I just think that's amazing. But the other thing that I've heard over and over and over in our conversation today, Susan, is this notion of partnering. I mean, you guys must be kind of like a poster child for you know partnering with inventors and companies and other institutions of higher learning and you know and how how important is that for? I'm a big person on asset utilization, so I kind of love this notion that. You know, everybody kind of has their own piece, and they bring it together uh, to to maximize the utilization. 
Yeah. I think, you know, Del Doherty, again, back to I, I, just a huge fan of his. I heard him speak at one point. And what he says is making has the power to change the world. And making can be making salsa. It can be making a flatback chair. It could be making a partnership or building a program. And we all, I know that I don't know everything, but I can find people that do. And we make things better by collaborating, by including, by um, you know, utilizing all of the expertise that people are willing to share. Excellent. We make it better and we make it more inclusive. I, I love that. So the quote was, making has the power to... Change the world. To change the world. I love that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, listen, Susan, um, thank you for, um, for joining me today as we look a little bit at how we're helping prepare folks today um, for tomorrow and for absolutely later this year. <laughs> um, and thank you for all that you do in promoting well, industry, I, promoting I, education. I, I appreciate that, but honestly, it's just kind of sitting around and, like I said, I, uh, I've been very impressed with what HCC does. And, you know, I'll just say I've had the opportunity to be on your campus several times to talk to many students, whether it's rapid resume review or interviewing skills. And I will tell you, I am always extremely impressed with the students that I have an opportunity to meet. Um, they may not fit a box of like what we think of students that are graduating from high school or that you might find in kind of entry level early college. Um, but I'm telling you, these are our folks and kids, I use that term broadly, um, that are very motivated, are tenacious, are bright, are curious, um, and they just kind of have a, you know, we'll make this thing happen. And, and so they're hungry. Yeah. They're hungry for opportunities. They're hungry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Better way of putting it. So thank you so much, Susan, for joining us today. Uh, thank you, of course, listeners, for, for um, joining us. And of course, last but not least, uh, thank you to HPE for uh, allowing us to have these conversations. And so until next time, we'll say um, so long. Come back next week for another venture into the real world of the best digital doers in the oil and gas industry. A production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.